This company's never been more profitable. You mean hugely profitable? I like it. Dayporter.com presents The Profitable Cleaner, a podcast on commercial cleaning sales and entrepreneurship. The one podcast that's not afraid to discuss real sales strategies with real cleaning professionals that produce real profits and real results. All right, there we go. Action. Yep. All right. Welcome back, everybody, to the Profitable Cleaner. I got a legend here. That's what, at least that's what Ricky Funk and Rosa, uh, Ricky Regalado say, right? Mr. Omar Miller, welcome to the podcast, man. Angel, thank you for having me, man. Legend, man, that's a that's a great title. I don't know if I can live up to that, but that's an awesome <laughs> title, man. Definitely, definitely a um, a great man for sure. When it comes down to even like the core values, a lot of. Um, and like somebody that really wants to do some good in the industry. So for sure, committed to the industry, right? So I know Ricky and you just went to lunch recently, right? Yeah, so Ricky wasn't here, but me and Dominic went to, to dinner. Dominic's my guy, you know, so yeah. Rick is my guy too. The whole Rosalado family is great. You know, they're, they're leading the path, you know? 100%. Well, I'm excited to have you. That's when, I think it was when I saw that dinner uh, post, I was like, Okay, if they're going out and they're meeting up in New York and stuff, there's no way we can't have Omar Miller here in the podcast. So, Omar, for those that don't know you, that are not blessed enough to know you yet, tell us a little bit about, you know, yourself and Advantage Cleaning, man. Sure. Um, well, first and foremost, I want to say, Angel, thank you for having me on The Profitable Cleaner. Um, it wasn't always profitable, so it's good <laughs> to be here. <laughs> um, You've Advantage Cleaning. Thank you, man. Thank you. So um, a little bit about myself. You know, um, I I went to college. I went to college in New York, upstate New York. Um, I studied um, business management and minored in marketing. Right. Um, although I didn't stay in college, there was a huge real estate wave going on in New York City. And I had a, a couple of friends that um, started their own company. So I left school. You know, and I decided to pound the pavement and um, learn the hard way, man. School of hard knocks for sales. Um, mm -hmm. So that led me into a 10 year real estate career, right? Where I was um, selling and, and showing um, residential and condos in Manhattan. Um, so okay. my start in the sales world was in real estate. Um, and I went through a, uh, I guess you would call, um, Sorry, man, I lost the word. But we went through um Angel, man, I'm lost for it. Sorry, bro. No, you're good, like man. That. No, you're good, man. Let me ask you a question here. Um do you think that your real estate experience made a a huge impact in how you sell now? Because selling real estate or residential. Oh, a hundred percent. Like, what I was trying to say was recession. I don't know why. There you I go. Lost Boom. Yeah, but, it's all right. <laughs> but yeah, the real estate, I would say sales is what made, is what built my character today, today, right? Because um, real estate was, New York City itself is a tough market in general, especially when you're trying to sell somebody something, you know, and a person could want the apartment, but if you're trying to sell it to them, they won't want it anymore. You know, it's a weird type of dynamic that you really got to understand and hone in on um, because it's almost like learning not to sell, but be in tune with what the person wants exactly, you know, and, and 
trying to be like almost like one instead of selling the product you're just um really digging deep on your client and seeing what they want so you can kind of because a lot of people don't know what they want you know a lot of people don't know and it's up to the professional to let them know what they want right and that's what i learned in real estate how to really dig in and identify what people are looking for without them even knowing what they're looking for you know um and after real estate, I got to go into this. So after real estate, the recession hit in 08, I got into door-to-door sales. So I'll let you speak and then we can go into door-to-door sales. No, no, uh, no, 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 no. I feel like you just like cliffhang me there. Like where I went into door-to-door sales, but let's pause. I'm like, nope, I have door-to-door <laughs> sales. I've gone to uh, door-to-door con. Uh, love le- I love learning from door-to-door sales people. I think one of the, the most underrated thing to do is people are like, I'm in commercial cleaning. I'm going to go learn from people that's selling commercial cleaning. Luckily, I've learned from, I love learning from everyone. So I'll go to software, go to SaaS. I'll go to door to door. These solar guys are just killers, uh, right? Like even dealerships. I don't know if you've heard of Brandon Elliott. That guy runs a top, top ship there when it comes down to sales. But no, 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 man. Tell us, you went from real estate, recession hit. Door-to-door, what did you sell? So tell I'll, I'll that. tell you, Angel, I sold, um, I can sell anything, man. You know, and I'm not, <laughs> I'm not true to my own horn. It took a lot of no's for me to get to this point, right? In real estate, um, I'm, I remember, even in real estate, just to go back really quickly, my first two weeks, um, they told me, maybe you should pick a different career. So <laughs> in two weeks, some people huh? would walk away and be like, you know what, maybe I'm wasting my time. But for me, that ignites a flame and it, and it drove me to this place where I ended up being the number one agent in the office, right? Um, for that year. Um, anyhow, going into door to door, same process. I heard so many no's, I had to develop some sort of system. You have a 20 second window, right? Before someone slams the door in your face, leave me alone. You know, so in 20 seconds, you better say something worth their time. So I developed this really sharp pitch and it almost became repetitive for me to get these sales in amount of like, uh, let's say a two hour span where people were spending their whole day trying to get that, you know? So I succeeded in door to door as well. I ended up going to different markets that were failing to help relaunch them, you know, and show this, yeah, yeah. the team there, you know, how to make the sale and how to do it repetitively every day, right? So we went over product knowledge and all that good stuff. But going out in the field and actually showing people how to communicate with clients, people buy from people they like and trust, right? So it's your job to show up and not only know what you're talking about, but also communicate to the client as if you are making a friend, you know? 100%. And that's what I did. And that led me into, it was a long journey in the cleaning, but the cleaning came because we were having an event in Chicago and my door-to-door company and the VPs were there and they was, you know, they ordered food and everything. And there was a bunch of garbage and they were like, Hey, can you guys clean this up when they leave? And I'm like, man, they need to hire a company. <laughs> like, I don't do this, man. I'm commission based. I've been commission based my whole career, you know, on um, 1099. So that being said, light bulb went off, which I told Rick in his podcast as well. Um, wow. You know, they pay people to, um, to clean, you know, then I started um, researching a little bit more and realized how low the overhead was to get involved, right? And the number one thing from anyone sales driven or this competitive and this gritty, as you know, cause you've done door to door is that we wanna be successful, you know? So how do we be successful? I wanted to own my own company. I didn't know what yet, 
you know, but cleaning popped in and I started like really doing my due diligence in terms of how I could start this up. Um, that being said, you know, the company was then developed, right? I went and got the, the business name. I got the, uh, the EIN and then um, started to like really just follow people around in New York City who were doing cleaning, you know, learning about what they were doing. I was so boggled of, of how someone could get a contract. You ever walk by a store or a building like, how did they get this contract? Like, who did they talk to? And that was me like five years ago, you know, just trying to figure things out. And it was, it was a process. And, and I love, I love a few things that you said there, right? Um, the first one is you're right. I was, it was really similar to a lot of people. I don't think you realize it's not a sexy industry, but I don't think a lot of people realize that everything needs to stay clean. Someone's doing the, the dirty work, right? Someone's doing the cleaning somewhat, every single building you can think of, somebody's cleaning it. So it is, it's funny. Cause now I drive, all I do is when I'm driving, my fiance is like trying to talk and I'm over here just looking. I'm like, that building would be nice to clean. <laughs> I wonder who's cleaning yes, that one. Yes, that man. one's like, that's all my brain sees now, which is really interesting. Um, Cause you don't realize the amount of opportunity that there is. I love that you followed people around. Um, as creepy as that might sound, it's not creepy at all. You were there to learn. You were man, there. I was a big time creep. I was a big time <laughs> creep. <laughs> Yo, listen, Angel, you have to be obsessed with your goals, man. And that's what I was. I was. I was obsessed with my goals. I would not take no for an answer. You were going to teach me how to do something, whether it was windows, carpet, you know, wiping, um, color coordinating rags so we don't cross contaminate, you know, something in this industry. And by the way, man, this is a, this is a sexy industry, man. You can call it as dirty as you want to. But, you know, deep down inside, this is a gem. You know, I love it. I know that we're, we are, the uh, I think, the seventh largest industry in the world, you know, and um, growing. not only that. Um, there's so much, there's so many moving pieces in this industry, right? For people to, to come in and develop skills, develop a career, and then latch onto something they might have wanted to do, but didn't have the means to do it. And it, this is like a conduit for that, you know? Um, but yeah, you know, I went, I, I took my door to door skills and applied it to the cleaning industry, you know? So at that point, just to go back, right? Um, the first company I started was like a plane on fire because I had no clue what I was doing, man, but I knew how to sell. So I did end up getting like some pretty decent contracts and I had a partner and um, it just didn't work out. You know, um, we ended up parting ways, cutting ties. And this is for anyone in this industry who's going through something right now. Cause a lot of times when we first start, we say yes to anything, right? We're just so excited. Give me the control. I'll do it for 20 bucks. You know, so and what happens is um, a lot of times I try to teach people what my mentors taught me to not walk into a situation and put yourself in a in a bad predicament. Right. Whereas mm -hmm. though you're cleaning for free, you know, or you're cleaning so for so low that you can't provide the service that that company needs. Right. Um, and that's what I learned the first time around. I mean, I used to walk into places and the people be like, man, you have Excellent. And I'm like, why is this guy always so happy, man? Like he's good. And I realized later on, like I was cleaning for free. I didn't know how to price anything. You know, I was in there like the check they were sending me was going directly to, to employees. So ultimately the business failed. I lost everything. I had no money, um, put a lot of time and effort into it. 
Um, literally, man, you know, and I was telling Rick this as well, like, you know, no money, three kids, rent to pay, you know, the bills don't stop, you know, in so in New York City, which is, you know, New York's a beast. It's an animal, man. That's why they say if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere because people are not, um, I don't know how people are in other states, but New York is, you know, people are not as kind, you know, sometimes. New York in New York, yeah, yeah. Yeah, New York, you know. When some places when you're down, someone might give you a hand. In New York, you're down, someone might, you know, they might nudge you or give you a little kick, you know. So, um, but it makes you tougher. It makes you stronger. And what I did at that point was strategically align myself with clients, right? And you asked me, I, I think we were talking about this earlier, um, what is my, I guess, what's my strongest point? Or how you worded it was actually. Yeah, yeah, your strengths, yeah. Yeah, no, what, what are my strengths? strengths? I would say, I would say sales, man, and navigating the world of sales. Um, and that being said, yeah, strategically align myself with the right people, man. I took the, the resource I had, which was a car. I drove Uber, you know, in a location where um, people's rent and, and houses were about 60 times the worth of my rent and houses. <laughs> and um, I knew that for a fact, you know, these were 45 minute rides and they had no choice but to listen to me for 45 minutes. I didn't care who you were. You could have been the vice president of the United States, but you were going to listen to what I had to say about Advantage Cleaning LLC, you know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love it. Let me ask you, how long so you how long were you in the business when this you know when you did it crumbled, started doing Uber, and then you finally got like you started using resources and finally got your like first contract and you're like, Okay, now I bid it right, now I know what I'm doing. How long was that that time frame? So I was say? in excuse me one second, that's my dog. You're okay. <laughs> that's uh little Xena, man. So I was in the industry, um I would say uh, before the, the prior company dissolved, um, it was about three years, right? So total, Advantage Cleaning has been here for about four years, but we've collapsed so many cycles just from yeah. education this time around, right? Um, and it's so much better for our clients as well. You know, I was I when I came in this time around, it wasn't about I want to be, it, I wanted to be successful, but it there were more moving pieces. It was more about, okay, how can I develop good quality people? How can I shift some mindsets? How can I provide, how can I align myself with my core values and give my client exactly what they want, right? Because you, as you know, in our industry, there's a lot, you know, the vendor client relationship can, can fall to the wayside. And when you show up, they've been through six or seven companies and now they just think everyone is the same, right? So how do we stand out? You know, and that's when I started giving myself a why my why and my how, my why is economic development, right? Um, my why is also my commitment to the client, product knowledge, reliability, going in somewhere and making sure if Angel, you are facilities or operations manager, that when you go on vacation, you do not have to worry about the cleaning company. Can't speak for all your other vendors, right? But I can tell you this much, um, we will control the situation in this facility and make sure that you don't have to worry about us. I like it. I like it. So the reason I asked that question is just a lot of people are going through it right now. And I think a lot of people, I think you made a good point. It's much, it's really easy to get in low overhead, right? But it does take skill and it does take drive and it does take messing up and mistakes to then be able to get to the right, to the right position, like the one you're at right now. Right? Yeah. So if you're listening to this, 
just use Omar as an example. Like, do Please, not man. stop. Like, do not Please. stop. He literally got it, became an Uber driver, and was pitching his rides in a high net worth area. Like, I love that, by the way. Like, the and, grind and there to, was amazing. Yeah, just to put the icing on the cake, right? I just want to tell you on this first, right? It's easy to dream about what you want. But in between where you are and what you want, there's a tremendous amount of work that you have to do, right? So the dream's there, right? The next step after the dream is your, it's your vision, right? Your plan of action. And then the execution is the part that you're going to love, man. You got you to gotta fall in love with the process, right? Become obsessed with your goals. And that's exactly what I did. You know, the Uber was a lot of no's, a lot of no, a lot of no. You know, I met everyone in that car. By the time I was done, at least everyone in that town knew, you know, I wasn't an Uber driver. I owned a cleaning company, <laughs> according to my pitch, right? But the one day I did meet the right person, everything aligned properly. You know, she was amazing. Um, she really liked me. We were in the car for 50 minutes. In fact, when I pulled up to the airport, she stayed in the car for another 15. You know, by the time she got back from her trip, I was in a meeting with the operations manager for a major brand and the contracts were signed. <laughs> And that lead came from Uber driving? Yeah. And I had zero, zero funds, right? No money coming in. Literally the $60 from the Uber ride. So this contract was the bridge back to life. This contract was the bridge back to life. And I took it and I utilized it and I pumped it up and I marketed it. And I stopped doing Uber and I cleaned the account with with my wife, Anna, right? And then we... um we basically we went from there and we were able to start hiring more employees, you know? Um, and then from that, it turned into one employee to five. So whoever, let me tell you something, whoever's discouraged out there, don't get discouraged, man. Consistency is key. Keep your goals in front of you. Right. Cause there was one point when I had an employee quit on me, she was like my third employee. Cause every week I was paying her either cash and then check because I couldn't keep up, <laughs> you know? She's like, you gotta make up your mind. And I couldn't, I didn't want to tell her. I, I just, I can't do it right now, you know? Cause I was embarrassed, but at the time she left, but it taught me a valuable lesson, man. You know, there's ups and downs in this industry. I went from, from one employee to five, to 10, to 25, to 50, to 70, right? There's ups and downs, you know, you're gonna, but the key is with anything is enjoying your process. My process is completely different from everyone else's, you know? How do you, from how do you identify your process? Like, cause there was a point where you were probably, and it's happened to me, it's happened to all of us, right? When entrepreneurship, you're sitting there. I think my friend said it the best. He's like, as an entrepreneur, one day I'm taking over the world. I got this. And literally in 24 hours, something happens and you're like, what am I doing? And so, <laughs> What uh, what is the process like? How did you know? Okay, I just need to stick to the path because I think a lot of people, and I think we see it in, you know, we have a community, we have our podcast, we have our event coming up. And we get a lot of the questions are the same ones, and I think a lot of people get stuck. For example, what do I do? How do I get leads? It's a good How question. How do I close a contract? Like they're asking all these questions, right? Mm -hmm. And I think there is a point where you just say. Just do it. Like, there, just, just go. That's it. Like, well, how did you know that your process was? You know, what, I'm just, I'm just gonna Uber. This is as best as I got, and then I'm gonna just go for it, and then I'm gonna grow. Like, how do they identify their process? I guess. You could apply this to any other, any other um, 
skill set or something that you're trying to get better at, right? Um, when you're doing something and you want to get better at something, you seek advice from others who have done it already, you know, and that's called mentorship, right? You're going to get people who tell you different things, but you're going to take the things you like and leave the things that are not for you, you know? And once you have those pieces, you start building a picture with them. Um, education is absolute key, you know, learning things, listening, um, becoming extremely humble to open yourself up for suggestion, right? Um, so I was humble to the point where, you know, my clients had to let me know, hey, this, everything looks good, man, because you asked me 10 times already, you know? So so I wanted to know, I wanted to know what I could do better at all times, you know, how I can be better. Um, if it was okay, how can we make it great? You know, what's going what's gonna to satisfy you? Because if I knew what one um, large, like a facility, large facility really liked, then I could apply it to the other one, right? Um, yeah, I have, I have mentors to this day, man. You know, like literally like, and, and just got to humble yourself and don't be afraid to ask, ask the questions, ask the hard questions. I used to ask all types of questions, man. When I first started, even, even to um, like my supplier, what's the difference in, in like certain products, you know? Um, what's better because there's certain circumstances where you might order something and, you know, someone be like, why are you ordering that when you could order this? You know, so there's a lot of education that goes into things where people could identify what stage you are in terms of what, how you're ordering even, you oh, know? Wow, okay. Yeah. So it makes a lot of sense. You know, like, like, for example, um, what I do now, like I was talking about earlier, right. And I call it DQP developing quality people, right? Because I truly believe in the economic development of not only my city, but overall. So if I bring someone in who might be rough around the edges, you know, but they're a so-called rock star, they know how to do everything. The only thing they're missing is that is what I was missing in the beginning. And I now I can apply that to people, the educational piece, right? So if I know that you're a rock star, how could I boost you up, right? Okay, let's put you through three to six months of training. But within that training, by the time you're finished, you're going to be able to walk through a facility backwards. Not only that, you're going to be certified by the ISSA as a custodial technician. So when someone asks you dilution ratios, you'll be able to respond properly, right? When someone asks you what, how to, how to fix the vacuum, the little things that, that go into detail in this, in this job, you could run my facility without me being there because now I'm creating me all over again, right? Because I knew the things that bothered me when I first started that I didn't know. You ever ask a question, someone tells you something and they know it and you don't, and it yeah. kind of burns, that burning feeling is your, is your passion, you know, and your passion to learn. And it's, there's nothing wrong with that, man. There's nothing wrong with not knowing. Um, asking questions will get you where you need to go. Getting mentors will get you where you need to go. Listen to podcasts, right? Um, do anything you can in this industry to try to improve. I, I love that you're saying like, you almost, if you're going to be in the space, you, you're, you have to become a subject matter expert. You're right. When someone asks me something and I don't know it, oh man. And like, you're right. It's not like, uh, oh, you're better than me. It's more like, huh, I should be the expert in this conversation. You know it more than I do. And that's not even your job title, but you've committed to it. Interesting. I questioned that commitment about myself right away. Right. I'm like, okay, how come Omar knows this when it should be my expertise? Well, Time to get pick up my books. Time to go, go my podcast. Yeah. I'm gonna shift what I'm reading. 
I'm going to ask my mentors. You're right. I love masterminds because of the same reason, because you get to learn from different people. Yeah. I You said something that I, I don't think I've heard in a podcast before. Are you ready? And it's going to sound like the simplest thing to you. Sure. Yeah. It's probably not going to be as simple. When you hire someone, let's say you were to hire me and I'm, or a cleaning cleaner, right? You're like, okay, I'm going to develop you. At what mm -hmm. point do you decide... Do you decide that you're gonna develop develop them the moment they start, or do you do, do they have some form of graduation where you're like, okay, you've been with me for three months, now I'm gonna actually invest my money, resources, uh, and time into making you getting you to the next level? How does what does that look like? That's an excellent question. Excellent question, man. And I can answer it just like this, right? The most important piece of someone joining my team is the engagement process, right? I need to identify that you are fully engaged in not only this industry, but in my company. Once I see that, you cannot know how to sweep. You cannot know how to mop. As long as I'm capable of shifting your mindset and teaching you, and you have an open mind and you're good about learning, then you're for me. You know, I've had people come in who are the opposite, who know everything, floors, marble, metal, and you ask them to do something or give them something to do, and it's a complete different story. It's hard to, to develop them because at this point, um, they feel like they can't learn anymore. They feel like they've yeah. learned everything, and why are you telling me what to do? When I'm the owner of the company, right, and I will still get down and clean a baseboard, man, and I will still get down and, and do all these other things and try to learn and improve because it's a, the only thing constant is learn, is the learning process, right? Things change every day, man. There's something new happening every day. So if I could identify in an employee what I could identify in myself, it's great, right? If they align with our core values, integrity, product knowledge, reliability, commitment to client, employee leadership and growth, and engaged staff, right? As what long as I can take- engagement? So like, because I'm really curious by that. I like that. Do you mean engage before you hire me? Do you, or do you mean engage before and after you hire me? Like, can you tell if someone's not engaged during the interview process or? Yes, yes. Okay. And I try not to judge based off the interview cause it could just be nerves, right? Mm -hmm. So we have, we, we grow our employees differently. We have a 30 day, uh, a 60 day, 90 day and six months, right? So within the 30 days, trial and error, we're just learning your personality. I tell people, this goes, this is a two-way street. It's not just you, it's me, right? You have to like me, you have to like working for this company um, and we have to make sure you're a fit for the company, right? So it goes two ways. You gotta see if you like, there's plenty of cleaning companies in New York City, you know? Do we fit where, where you wanna go, right? Because you're not just doing this job to bounce around. You wanna find somewhere where number one, the retention is good, right? Where you can get promoted from within where you're not stuck or they're not going to fire you in six months, you know? Mm -hmm. So those are the things I tell people up front. And then we, we identify certain qualities in that person, right? Time and attendance. Um, are you asking questions? Are you following the procedures on the onboarding correctly? If you made a mistake, how many times are you making that mistake in the beginning? You know, so we look at those things and it's pretty, once you, like, you know, Angel, you've been doing this long enough it becomes like clockwork, right? You could tell when somebody comes in, oh, this person is willing to learn, they're gonna be good. you know. And normally the gut feeling is correct. So what I do at that point is I take them through a whole process where some people hire someone and they start cleaning everything. Mm -mm. 
you're going to clean a certain amount of floors, right? Maybe even two. You're going to get exhausted from cleaning those two floors, but you will know those two floors better than anyone in this facility. Once you're done with those two floors, you will create an inspection. After those, you will go down to the next two. By the time we are done with training, not only will you be certified custodial technician, but you can walk through this facility backwards and let the facilities manager know where everything is, including the SDS sheets, the fire extinguishers, whatever it is, you know, where every single wet floor sign is, you know, the little details. And I try to take the people through a slow process rather than rushing them through things because it's always better that way. And the retention remains high. Let me, let me ask you something. I love, I love what you're saying, man. Um, because I can tell that you develop people. I'm huge on that. I don't like when people, when companies hire people and expect them to just do the job and then they're like, Oh, not working out, letting them go. And it's like, I always wonder what the other side is, right? Like, did you develop them? Did you ask, did you also set them up to win? And it, I love that you're setting them up to win because you're playing the long run, the long game with them. Um, let me ask you something. Everybody, another question that always comes up is, oh, man, Omar, I cannot hire. Right now, it's so hard to hire. There's no staff. There's no one that wants to work. There's no one that wants. And then there's a few cleaners that are like, I have no clue what you're talking about. Yeah. Because um, they get the recommendation. Is that a valid? Is it a valid point? Or is it that people don't want to work for those people? That's invalid. And I can tell you this. If you ask me that question, I'm hoping that you're my friend because I'm going to give you the honest answer. Please. I always <laughs> tell people, do you want the nice answer? Or do you want the truth? Do you want the do you want the honest answer, man? Because it involves like getting off your and going to do something, you know, because let me tell you something. We we run a pretty a pretty um we're running on a larger scale at this point, right? Yesterday I was outside with a handful of flyers passing them out. If I don't get what's coming to me, what I need from Indeed, if I don't get what's coming from LinkedIn, if it's not what I want, I'm going to go look for it. You can never tell me that there's a shortage of employees, man. There's a, I have at least um, 20 people um, split up in 10 groups interviewing weekly, you know, and, and those people come. You know, it's just a rotation. You can go through my phone right now. We have people calling us every day. Do you have a job yet? Do you have a job yet? You know, because we never stop hiring. We never stop promoting our company. You know, we we now it's gotten to the point where our employees who might not be with us, who might have left and went to another state are telling their relatives, hey, this is a good company. Go there and ask for these people. They treat they'll treat you good, which is the only thing I really wanted, man, because the worst thing you want to hear is, in, is someone saying, oh, I didn't like working for them, which is what I get when people come in from other companies. And, I, and then I got to ask them why. You know, um, and it's usually the engagement and communication factor, man, which we provide for everyone all across the board. So if you were to ask me that question, I, I probably couldn't answer it the way you wanted me to answer it. Like, yeah, I'm having the same issue. No, man. No, that's Get out right there. There's, there's a, you know, look, especially if you're in a, a metropolitan area, no excuses. No excuses, man. There's people coming off the train. There's people here. If you've come from my background, you know how to grab a sale. It's like either you're going to eat or you're going to starve, you know? So, yep. Yep. and that's the same mentality I implement into everything. Well, I think you made a good point though. And I, I like, if what I want, I love that quote. I'm going to write, if what I want is not coming to me, then I got to go get it. That is such an underrated, it's so simple, such a simple advice, but somebody here, people are listening and you see it everywhere. Oh, no one wants to work anymore. 
okay are you running ads on indeed are you hunting on linkedin are you are you as a ceo with a crew already and a lot of accounts in new york city stopping with flyers and catching people when they come out of the bus and in the it, there's a difference right like i i cut my teeth and i still do everything i do is outbound right can i figure out inbound leads and marketing of course i know how to do it but i love i love the chase man i love that there's nothing and i get to pick up the phone and find something yes. I, there's just this weird yeah. itch that's a thrill yeah and i've tried i've tried my best man i'm like they're like hey cold calling is, is you know it should you shouldn't be doing it as, as somebody running the business and then like two months in i'm like i need to cold call like i need to fix that itch. so i love that you do that though because i don't know how many people have in a uh developing quality like developing your employees program i don't know how many ceos are down to sit in a multi-proletarian area in new york pass out flyers after a hard working day while they're running um like putting a job ad on indeed while their team is running interviews like like we have booked interviews and but it's okay i need more yeah i and there's and i love how you said that so a lot of people wait till they have no employees to start to literally go higher it's like no go go now go yeah, now the, the, it's a pro everything is a process right angel like we know that you know and it has to be systematized the process has to be automated um it has to be able to run without you you know mm -hmm. so if my process is running without me and and i'm hitting the goals and the metrics that i want i know it's a successful process agreed and i think there's also like that other side right as much as automated as you want to be there's a point of like how involved do i want to be and you're you're in the time where you're like involved in the business because you want to grow it you want to grow it. I think a lot of people want to grow things without anything else, without putting in the work sometimes. Let me ask you something, because I know we're running into the time here, and I always have a crazy final question that I ask. Before I get to that final crazy question, Omar, let me ask you, what are some of your, what are some shifts that you've had from when you started to now, like some beliefs that you're like, you like they, these are truths when it comes down to growing a business and commercial cleaning? Um, That's a great question, man. Um, you know what? And I could say this for someone who might be struggling right now, right? When I first entered the industry, it was blind faith, blind faith, right? Based off of what I know and not listening, putting my shutters on and, and just walking forward regardless, right? My blind faith has turned into vision and turned into like this amazing picture that I, I didn't understand was going to formulate just from the blind faith, right? So, um, you know, everything that's coming together and, and taking effect, I'm like, wow, you know, listening to mentors and listening to other people, just keep at it, you know, keep going, learn more, um, consistency. And as I was going, I started to see changes in everything, my lifestyle, my employees, you know, a shift in my mindset, because once you reach somewhere and you start believing a little bit more now, when your mindset was shifted, it's all the way like you're 360. Now you're like, I know this could happen. That check I put on the wall, that was a goal of mine, you know, to, to where I wanted my gross sales to be, to where I'm at now, where I looked at that check and said, you know, do I, it's blind faith. Do I really believe it? You know, I'm going to put it there, but do I really believe it? You know, do I believe in that number? And then you hit the number, right? Now you're like, wow, this is actually happening, man. So, you know, my my mindset shifted 
by not giving up, by having consistency, right? By believing and, and always keeping a mentor in front of you, always keeping someone in front of you who has what you want, right? Because there's nothing wrong with that. Whatever it is that you want to achieve, put someone in front of you who has what you want, right? The outcome is beautiful. The process will be uh, streamlined a little bit easier because you'll be able to look at them when you can't see anything else, right? When nothing else is in front of you because you can't look at yourself because you might not believe enough, you'll look at that person and say, he did it. He talks to me once a week. He talks to me once a month and he lets me know I can do it because we're doing the same thing, you know? And that's what I would tell people, man. The mindset not only shifts, but becomes more powerful. I, I so, I love that you said that blind faith, man. That's the best kind of faith in the dark times, right? When it's like, I, there's, there's some people, there's some people, I don't know if you, uh, your faith is high. I'm pretty sure I've seen you, but um, some people always say like, you only believe in God when a miracle happens in front of you, right? Like that's a lot of people are like, well, if God, like, I believe, but God, I haven't seen a miracle in a while. Can, like, you show me, right? And it's like, no, the best kind of faith is the one where you don't see anything, but blind you know faith, that you're going to be taken yeah. care of. Like, blind mm -hmm. faith, man. Like, the way you said it, right? And mm -hmm. I love, one of my mentors always says, like, and to, you know, put the icing on the kick here, is you said that learn, look at who's doing it, right? You don't have to reinvent the wheel. Everybody wants to reinvent the wheel. And it's like, nope, there's a clear process. Check what your mentor did, did it. And then I love that you that you said, like, learn, apply it. All this building a business and selling, everything is a transformational process. It's not transactional. It's like you grow as a person, right? So my mentor always said that if you grab information, which is what you're saying, with application, you get transformation. Absolutely. If you get information and you don't apply the information, all that happens is it creates useless, disbelief. Yeah. You're just like, oh, you start doubting everything. So I love that you applied everything you learned. Now, Omar, last question here of the podcast, because it's been an awesome podcast. I think a lot of people are going to grab this podcast and they're going to go, cool, I'm going to make the sales call. Cool, I'm going to make the visit. I'm <laughs> yeah. going to go past the flyers. I'm going to go get my person, like, go after it. That's yeah. just, just to give people a real quick formula, right? Like you said, um, cold call. I would start my morning. Um, because I knew the, the Monday through Friday, we would have office crowds and stores would be open. So that would be B2B until about noon, right? If you start learning your areas, I knew that all the operations managers everywhere were in on Wednesday. For some particular reason, every ops was there Wednesday. So Wednesday, I was pounding the pavement, right? Tuesday, Thursday, I'm cold calling 100 calls, right? Until someone picks up or someone calls me back. So it's much easier when you give yourself metrics, Write out a plan, give yourself some sort of daily task to do and start exercising like a muscle, man. Start exercising those cold calls, exercising door to door. And you're going to your growth is going to happen without you even knowing. it. Agreed. Agreed. I love that. I love that. Well, Omar, are you ready for the final question of the podcast, man? Well, absolutely. All right, man. Let's say that somebody hasn't listened to your podcast, but they see right there on the title omar miller advantage cleaning they go check you out they're like okay all right this guy's for real i like him but before i listen to the whole podcast i'm just gonna listen to the final question angel always asks to see if this whole podcast is worth it so if you could give somebody one advice one story one joke one anything that will get them to remember omar miller what would that one thing be i would say don't ever give up on yourself 
I was given a second opportunity in this industry and I had zero dollars, right? Right now we're at a point where things have completely turned around for myself, my staff and my family. Um, so consi stay consistent and never give up on yourself. Write your goals down, write out a business plan and stick to it. Vision, plan of action, plan of action and execution are going to be your three best friends. Boom. Vision, plan of action, and you execute that plan of action. Mr. Omar Miller, it's been a pleasure to have you in this podcast, man. Um, I'll make sure that we put your LinkedIn, everything for people to connect with you. Um, guys, if you got some value from this podcast, uh, go on LinkedIn, add them, follow them, connect them, and tell them a golden nugget that you got from here, right? Tell them that you heard us here in the Profitable Cleaner. Omar, it's been a pleasure, man. I really appreciate you having here. Oh, man, it's been great to be here. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, sir.